0: Hey everybody and welcome to the next episode of Bastock and Bachelor Bullshit Busters. I'm Simon Bachelor. I'm Adam Bastock. And this week we are going to be answering the age-old question of how much should I spend on SEO? This is a question that we get asked a lot and it is a question that is very difficult to answer. So we've decided that we're going to dedicate a whole episode to answering it and we're hopefully going to help you understand a little bit more about what is behind the cost of SEO, what sort of level you should be investing at, and why that level of investment is required for the kind of thing you're going to be getting back. Um, we're not going to be sort of particularly recommending any particular service or a specific amount of money that you should be spending, um, but more in, I think it's more of a discussion around why you should be investing the sort of different levels you need to with different business types. Um, yeah. So Adam, in terms of the sort of, uh, uh, I was going to say, width width and breadth of (laughs) SEO charges. I mean, I've seen everything from like $25 on Fiverr up to about 50 grand a month I've seen on one website, which helps no one really, because ultimately, you know, to buy SEO, both of those things are SEO. So... Do you want to give us an idea maybe of, of some of the sort of lower end of the market uh, things that you've seen that are available and what sort of thing they're providing?
1: Yeah, of course. I think fifty grand a month is probably my recommended amount to spend with me <laughs> on a monthly basis. Um, and that is kind of the lower end of the market, of course. No, I think it is such a wide ballpark and, and, and I think unpacking the reasons why is, is really important. So the lowest kind of fees that I see are around £99 a month and that is basically going to be buying you some nonsense. It's going to be someone buying basically an automated tool that will just scan the website, check out a report, and and they're paying a tool. They might be paying, say, £20 a month to white label that that tool, which then gets emailed to you. There isn't any kind of analysis or action on it, and I think that is really what you end up paying for, um, or or should be paying for, essentially. All of the SEO tools that are out there, and there are many, um, and there are always more coming onto the market claiming they're the best, They're there to kind of help automate someone like my job to a certain extent where I I use a SEMrush account and I will run kind of audits through that. Um, I will then take that audit and spend my time kind of analyzing that and and, and then feeding back to the client of what that actually means and what is impactful. Um, An example we kind of gave before we started recording was that one of these reports might come back saying that say 10,000 of your pages have got too much um, meta description text on them that is something that's technically true and that might generate a hundred pages of kind of alerts from one of these tools. That doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be revenue impacting to your business. Mm. Um, It it is something that should be SEO optimized, but it's not what I'd consider a kind of a priority action unless your site is already in a very good state of affairs. So in terms of what you can pay for, I think a lot of it is um, not translation, but kind of understanding and experience and priority of, of kind of what to fix. In the same way that if you're hiring an architect, they're going to be giving you a very specific kind of set of skills that help you make a faster decision on what is appropriate for you. Um, in a way that if you bought kind of an off the shelf kind of home build, it, you wouldn't be able to customise it that much. It's a poor yeah. analogy because I can't go much further with it, but you get my point. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Yes, I think that that, that does summarise it really well, because I think there are a lot of people out there who are selling a very basic SEO service, and essentially what they're selling is an SEO audit. And as you say, they're either using a white-labeled tool, which means they're just sticking their logo on the front of another tool, and all that tool is doing is scraping your website, finding some errors, and giving you a report. And the thing is, if you've got maybe a 10, 15-page website, once you've done that report once, you really don't need to do it again. Because once you fix those errors, you don't need to know that those errors remain fixed for 10 months. You know, you don't need a year's worth of report saying there's nothing to fix. And then someone saying, oh, well, that's a good thing. It means the SEO is working.
1: Mm. What you
0: then need to do is look at, well, how do, you, how do you rank? And that becomes different. So that's where you're actually looking at how your website's performing in the search engine results. And for that, you need a much more expensive tool. So to get that kind of report, you're then looking at like hundreds of pounds a month rather than a 100 pounds a month. So I think that is an uh, an important differentiator between the sort of technical SEO report that is necessary to make sure that you're not making some blundering errors. But actually, once you fix those errors for most people, you only need to do that once in a blue moon just to check that nothing's changed. What you then need to look at is, well, actually, my site for this key phrase is appearing here in the search results. And maybe you want to compare that to your competitor and then you can work out, well, actually, I need to make some more content around this. And SEO then becomes much more about content generation and search engine performance as opposed to this kind of technical level, which I think people get really bogged down in at the early stages. Having said that, with an e-commerce site, for example, if you've got continually changing products or you're adding hundreds of products at a time, then doing that monthly technical report is really useful because it can spot the blind spots that you would just never see as a human. So, for example, if I said, okay, you need, let's say each of your pages creates a variant page and you've got 100 products and there's all these variants, you may have a two or 3,000-page website for a small e-commerce business. Easily, I, you can't you can't be possibly expected to check every single H one, every single meta description, every. Da, 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 whereas an automated crawling tool like that, that the, the, the lower end of that service's offering is really good because that mm. is going to really quickly say you've got these loading errors, you've got this page that hasn't been redirected. Here's urgent things that need to be fixed. So there is definitely a time and a place for that technical SEO report, and I would say if you are technically minded, if you built your own e-commerce website then you should probably look into buying one of the tools yourself um, and and just use that to monitor it on a technical level. You could use something like um, SEO Moz is pretty good. It's quite expensive, but it is good. Um, And from a technical point of view, it's definitely going to help. The thing is, very quickly, you hit the end of that sort of, this is wrong, do that, this is wrong, do that. And once you've done it all, those tools then go into very deep water and yeah. that is where you need someone who's been doing it for years who knows what they're talking about who can say right okay you need a strategy you need to be thinking about your long term search performance and i think that's where someone like you adam comes in because you're 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 taking it beyond the fixing of the car you're doing the long term tuning you know you're, you're doing the long term performance optimization
1: i think that's always the the thing i try and uh, not sell in but is, is the kind of concept I try and educate people on is that SEO always has to be put kind of at the centre of the business to a certain extent because understanding search data and what people are searching for informs so much more than just the SEO. It will inform what content you can write on emails or what, what content you can write on social media and share and, and what blog posts you can write and even through to like e-commerce sites a lot of the time that I the kind of the monthly retainer work that I have is in constantly researching the market to see what new products um, e-commerce clients can bring in and what opportunities there is out there where competitors might be missing a, a, a trick. The idea being that we're taking then search data to inform a business strategy. It's not about SEO is this kind of one bucket of SEO it's done a thing, as, as we kind yeah. of famously say. Um, I think if you are looking at uh how much to spend on SEO is kind of a question and, and you're looking at you're talking to a lot of different vendors or, or different agencies or freelancers. The thing you want to be asking them is, what is the action that you are going to get from them at the end of every month? Yeah. If they can't answer that question, then move on. So they should be able to say, right, okay, at the end of each month, we give you a, a list of things that are in priority order that you need to fix on your website. That might be for the first three months or so, and then after that, they need to be moving on to the next set of, of issues and the next set of, of questions. So in kind of in my mind, I'm not sure how correct this is in in the in the grander world of things, but I always think of SEO almost like a wheel where there's a technical thing that you do first, you then move on from that, and you kinda of might look at content. Then after that you might look at something kinda of slightly different. So you might be looking at kind of new opportunities in the market or, or kind of new areas to move move into. And then you might be coming back around to technical again. Mm. We then go, well, actually, we've now created all of this content. We now to re- need to review the technical side of yeah. things to make sure that that is all optimized as well as it can be in terms of internal linking and, and making sure there's no typos or errors or whatever. But then once that's done, you go back to content again and go, well, actually, we're now in a position where the market's changed slightly. What new content can we create? And, you know, it's definitely a cycle, and that's why it has to be has buy-in from so many different departments and, and in, in your yes. business or, if not departments, if you're not that big, just different kind of thought yeah, processes even of just, just marketing
0: different people in the business
1: yeah exactly of just well how can seo help inform your google ad strategy or how can seo help inform your um kind of event strategy or your pr or anything like that so if, i think there's definitely
0: S- a lot of factors that it, it can it can bridge in a business there can be a lot of different people that need to be involved especially if you're in a small team of maybe 10 15 in the company but yeah. i think one of the things that people often get confused in, like even just listening to you describe those sort of three processes you go through and you loop round, that's a lot of work each month to be thinking about that. And mm. I think people underestimate actually how much work there is and how much expertise there is going into each of those stages and working out what's worth doing and what's not worth doing. Because with it, with a big site, you know, if you've got maybe 5,000 pages on a big e-commerce site, you know, there's always a list of stuff to do, but it's yeah. like, what's actually going to end up in more conversion? What's going to end up with more orders? And even if we flip that around to a small site, thinking about just like a lead gen site with maybe 10, 15 pages on, you know, yes, the list might not be quite so long. So, you know, an amateur SEO agency or someone who's just using an automated report is going to run out of stuff to do really quick. And if it's you're tied into a six-month you. contract, they're going to be like, yeah. well, we've got a graph. Have look, look at the graph, look at the graph, isn't it good? Look, the the thing's gone up. But it's like, it's yeah. what they should be saying is, okay, well, actually, your competitors don't rank really well for this keyword. They've got nothing on their site that answers this question. So actually, if you make some content about that, you're going to outrank them. And they should be doing that kind of report and using software that is expensive. I mean, mm. don't don't be afraid to ask the agency what software they're using. I mean, if anyone asks us what software we're using, we, we, we tell them, you know, yeah. because ultimately, if they go and look that software up, they're going to be like, how much is that software? Mm. It's not cheap. But the thing is, they get access to it with an expert who's interpreting it. And like I said earlier, you know, you could use SEMrush, you could use SEO Moz, two big tools out there, but you're going to be paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month for the privilege of that. Whereas actually, for probably about the same for maybe four or 500 pounds a month, you could get Access to both of those tools and an expert to tell you all about it, because there's economies of scale there. Obviously, you know, as as an agency, we can afford to buy a big SEO Moz account and have all of the you know bells and whistles features, because we've got lots of clients paying for it. But if an individual client was to go to that, not only would the tool be really expensive, but they'd get maybe a hundred page report every month that mean that they're going to spend hours and hours, if not days, trying to decode every month. Whereas because we look at those reports all day, not all day, every day, but you know, on a regular basis, we're like, oh, yeah, well, actually, that's really obvious. We'll do that this month. That's definitely what we're going to do. And you know, and I think also the other, the other thing is those reports, they, they are easy to interpret wrong if you mm. look at them. Like if you come at them with a certain lens, you will see them in a certain way and you can always interpret SEO data to be doing well. And that's why there's so many SEO agencies out there because genuinely anybody can send me any report from Moz, from SEMrush, doesn't matter. I can spin it to make a graph go up on any data yeah, exactly. because you can always trick data. However, if you've got a strategy in place and you know what you're doing and you've already agreed what the goals are, then you, you can't hide the data. So what I'm saying is as a business owner, you can always twist the data to make, it, make yourself feel better. Whereas, this is probably
1: why the SEO interest has got such a bad name, is because of yeah. the, the, the graph twisting, which exactly. I don't do.
0: Where, whereas, well, no, and I, I, <laughs> I think it's, it, it's something that, that you can be open with because if you don't rely on the graph as your main metric, if you rely on, well, how many sales have you had? Yeah, that's exactly. That's the one. If You need to pin it. If you, know, if you want to find out whether your SEO agency know what they're doing, ask them to measure that. And a good SEO yeah. agency will be like, yeah, fine. That that'll be the measurement of success. A bad SEO agency will just go mad, go red and run out of the room because they, 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 don't, you know, they, they don't want to be accountable. So ultimately what I'm saying is if you as the business owner look at your data with a certain lens, you can make it read what you want to read, whereas an expert can be objective and say, yes, your vanity metric of page, like, page visits has gone through the roof. But actually, your sales have gone down. So that change you've made is getting you loads more traffic, but everyone's bouncing. Mm. It's not the news you want to hear, but it's what you need to do to keep your business running. And that's the real thing, I think, is having that external help can be really valuable, especially to a business owner who's head down in the business all day. You know, you don't have time to interpret the data properly. You need someone who can look at it with a bigger bigger business um, hat on.
1: And I think just going back to the question of how much does it cost or how much should you spend on SEO? I think that's where it really comes down to it is that you, it has to be, you have to be spending enough to make sure that you're, you're paying a human to read a report and just distill it down into, into information that you can then make an action on. Mm. That's kind of the key amount you need to focus on. Depending on the agency, depending on the freelancer, that, that, that value is going to change so it might be you know between 30 pounds to 300 pounds or 3000 pounds an hour depending on kind of who you're talking mm. to but no matter who they are it can't be so little that they are just sending you a automated blank uh, report and they're not talking to you as a business owner
0: yeah They have to be
1: talking to you kind of as a a partner almost rather than just a direct kind of client relationship, I think. Or at least that's how I like to kind of approach it where it's, it's going, well, actually, let's look at your business and your business goals and then let's align SEO to that. A line's kind of a horrible word that is probably a bit bullshitty, but it's about you know, ma- matching what you're doing at a business level to what the customers are searching for. That's, that's the whole thing with SEO. Yeah. And if they can't do that in a very clear and, and objective way in, in terms of their proposal, then I would be seeking another, another person. Um, yeah. But ultimately, that is, that is way. why it, it costs money. You know, that's why yeah. it's not cheap. Um, yeah. And as you say, like, in the interest of transparency in terms of the tools that I'm using, I use SEMrush, which is about £250 a month. I use Keyword Finder or Mangles, which is another about £70 a month, I think. Um, and I'm just looking at adding some more in. So there's Content King, which is a similar thing where it scans a, yeah. the website constantly for changes. And that's about another 50 quid a month, I think. So Yeah. And, and that's ignoring any kind of
0: like $500, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I'm, on, I'm not even on the top package on SEMrush because I think it's... So that's the middle one. You can go up to about... Yeah, I think I think, I I think choose, SEM
0: rush goes into the thousands if you depending on the pages and the terms, it goes really high. I think this is the thing. It's like because yeah. a lot of, a lot of the tools are scaled depending on keywords and number of pages because obviously the tool has more work to do. So yeah. sometimes there will be a surcharge on top of services because it actually physically costs more to the consultant or the agency to use these tools because you know you're spinning up loads more servers in order to run this crawling the database and all this you know there, there, there is sometimes genuine added cost in it. it is it is a bit of a, a funny yeah. sort of thing to get your head around but ultimately i would say if you're sat you know on the other side of a table or a zoom call from an seo consultant who is trying to whiz bang you with graphs and say like look i've got graphs and they go up every month <laughs> and all my clients have got ten thousand percent increase and da 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 and then you say okay brilliant uh and they don't ask you what is the metric you're measuring for success, mm. then they're just selling you a graph. And if you don't think that they understand what they're selling, then they probably don't know they're just an automated report. And I know this sounds a bit harsh, like maybe maybe you disagree, but I think a lot of people out there are just, they're just selling the graphs, and it, it's why SEO has such a bad name, but actually there's a lot of people out there who genuinely do know their stuff and are really good and are happy to just have a chat about it and can explain to you in you know half an hour an hour you know what it is that they're doing, how it works, and they'll yeah. always be transparent about what they're using and they'll always be upfront about saying, you know this is the metric I want to work with you and help you improve and if you can find someone like that, then you've found the right person. And yes, if they cost maybe 100 £200 pounds a month or a year, or whatever, more than the next person, you know, as long as you're happy that you think you're going to get what you want because the metrics are agreed and you think they you know, they get it, then give them a go because that £100 that you're looking to save is going to cost you way more down the line. I think that's the
1: thing. It's because SEO impacts for you, not for the next next month or so, it will impact for you for the next five years. Um, yeah. That's why it's such a, a, a brilliant channel for a return on investment, but why also it, not, there's not much point going cheap with it because it just means that you're going to put yourself, you're, you're kind of stifling your growth five years down the line, whereas if you put slightly more in now, that will kind of extrapolate a lot further uh, later on. Um, and I think a, another kind of test for any kind of consultant that you're working with would be if it's not going well, why? And, and if they can mm. kind of satisfactorily explain why things aren't going to your kind of desired outcome. I think that's a good test as well, because I've got clients where growth hasn't been as quick as we wanted it to be. It's not been as as kind of amazing turnaround uh, case studies but the reasons are complex and varied because of the the actions that the company has or has not taken over the past five years and it's about looking into that as well and going, well, actually the reason why is because you know you've not built any links for the past decade. you kind of you've know, sat on this little island of of kind of isolation so I think it's really important to, to understand they, they should be able to explain why things might go well or why things haven't gone well as well. It's, it's about that explanation part and being able to kind of parse the information rather than just hand you a, a graph or a, a kind of scary looking table of, of, of requests for your developer to, to implement. So yeah, yeah. I think how much does it cost? It depends how much you want to spend on it. It's a big question. It's not, it's not quite as clean cut as something like Facebook ads or as, as Google ads where you can yeah. literally scale it. Um, so I think it, you really have to think about your your appetite for for kind of spending, but also the SEO agency or or kind of consultant should be able to not predict how much it's going to go, but do kind of a, a, a uh, not a val- kind of a validation. Um, it's not the right word. There's another word there, but viability, a viability audit on it to say, well, actually, look, there's yeah. there's tens of thousands of people searching for these products. If we can make it in the next 12 months you're going to see a return on investment above and yeah. beyond what my cost is over that year even if that cost is quite high yeah um and that's something that they, they should kind of be be building into any kind of proposal or at least if you ask them is it worth it they yeah. should be able to answer
0: honestly yeah, yeah, I think that's really good. So as always, if you've got any questions about it or you think you are currently stuck with uh, an <laughs> SEO person yeah. who may just be selling you a graph, then do get in touch and we'll take a look at it for you and help you find out whether you are in fact just being sold bullshit or whether you are in fact being sold the world's best SEO. Who knows? Um, If you've got any questions or suggestions for other uh, topics you'd like us to cover, any requests you'd like us to um, talk about on this podcast slash video on YouTube, then do get in touch. And as always, do give us a subscribe on the channel you are currently listening or watching (laughs) on. And you can also find us and take us with you on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, other such (laughs) podcast outlets, (laughs) and of course, YouTube. So do give us a follow there. But yes, until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye.